2: I'm Honey German. My parents are Dominican. I was born and raised in New York City. I love sneakers, and I'm a body-positive advocate.
3: I'm Carolina Bermudez. Soy Nicaragüense, but I was born and raised in Ohio. I'm a wife, a mama, and a worker bee. This This is is Life Life in in Spanglish. Spanglish. Well, I'm going to kick things off today and say this. Um, This is probably one of the only topics that has Honey German and I so completely divided. I feel like this is always the case, but this time I feel no, like this you're in real. another
2: country right now, Caroline.
3: No, this one is, I mean, this one, me because I am I like, I can't believe you of all people are embracing this and you are on board. I have never been more against something. And by the way, I will tell you, honey, my husband hmm? tells me I need to get with the time. So thank uh, you, Mark. <laughs> Listen, we're talking about, Chat GPT
2: and AI as a whole. And Carolina, this is a big, big, big deal. Like, I don't know if, if our listeners are, you know, hip to what's going on right now, but this is this new, I, it, right now, it's a website that you can use. And you go in there and it'll answer questions for you. It'll write an essay for you. It'll summarize some documents for you. It can even write software. But here's the kicker, Carolina. This AI doesn't even know what's true, so you can't really rely on it for important things. But I feel like it's it's a tool that humans can use and can benefit from. But you are not here for it at all,
3: honey. German, have you ever seen the Terminator, babe? You ever <laughs> Arnold with Arnold? Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he was like a killer. He wasn't no. helping. No, the machines took over. The robots took over. And this is where we are headed, ladies and gentlemen. I have never been more against artificial intelligence, AI, chat, GPT. I don't (laughs) care what you call it. It is wrong, wrong, wrong. So here's what happened. I had a friend that recommended that I sign up for chat gpt and normally you know what in our industry you got to be on it right because like of course they'll be like
2: you all you don't you don't know about this where you've been it's like a shame not to be on top of everything digital or social media savvy
3: well and you also can lose your name so like with all of these things like remember (laughs) clubhouse like any new oh yeah you you got to park your name exactly any new thing so my friend recommended to me, he's like, Hey, you know, you should try this chat GPT because, um, it could really help you like producing your show and doing this and that. And I said, okay, I'm open. And I, I had no idea what he was talking about. So I opened it up and I said, now wait a damn minute. This is not some iRobot stuff. Remember iRobot with Will Smith. Yeah. I remember that. You remember- okay. This is where we are headed, you guys. So Chat GPT, and I will tell you, I did not even explore it. Honey is going to have to tell you more about it. I actually erased it from my history. I was like, <laughs> I want nothing. I Do not track me. <laughs> you said I I'm never going me. back. I am never going back because this is what is happening. And especially in our industry, honey, which I don't know if you have heard, but mm-hmm. there are tests right now that are happening as we speak where there are programmers for radio companies across the country that are experimenting with AI and basically having them do the breaks and be the info. Like, so we, we are radio disc jockeys like back in the nah, day. That's, that is, that, that's different. That oh, Okay. Oh, oh, now you don't want it. Okay. Well, no. now, no, now <laughs> I don't want it,
2: Carolina. It was all good when he could write essays for me, But talk to me. What are they trying to do?
3: They're experimenting? So basically, chat GPT, from what I know, it's like you can basically put any subject in there. And it's actually becoming a problem for universities because the technology and the software is so good that you can't tell if a human wrote it. Okay. So that's number one. That's the number one thing. But, you know, as I was telling you before these radio companies, because radio now they are trying to trim the fat in any way they can. And that just, that means layoffs. That means less people save money jobs to save money. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so in anywhere, Pocatello, Idaho, if you are in any state in this country and you want to listen to your local radio station, you'll turn on the local radio station and you'll hear your afternoon drive person or your morning show person. And they're going to be telling you what's going on in the community. The experiments that they are doing now, and this is real talk. It happened at CES. They are trying to see if artificial intelligence, this A.I., can take the place of a real human and give you the news that you need for your area, tell you what the next song is that's coming up. They are experimenting with voices like mine. They're literally taking people's voices and trying to formulate it so that you can't tell that it's an actual robot that is speaking to you. But you know what? It's not going to happen, Caroline. It can happen if they want something
2: very cut and dry, very robotic, with no emotional intelligence, no human thought process, then it can happen. But I doubt very much that humans as a whole can be replaced, especially in radio.
3: Um, okay. I, you know, the thing is I am a big, big advocate for keeping real live people on the air, but honey, I'm telling you, this is the direction that we are headed in. Not only that, I've done more research on this because the AI thing just really, truly terrifies me. And I have been hearing that now they are going to begin experimenting on how to have AI in schools. So where where are we going to end it? That's the thing. It's like, once it gets started, where does it end? I don't think it's going to end, Carolina. This is a big deal, and this
2: is actually the way of the future. Anyone that, that even rejects the notion of AI being the future or being something that we need to be using right now is being looked at as, you know, you're antiquated, you're not progressing with the times. It's just, it's big business. Microsoft, they pledged to invest $1 billion into open AI. This tells you pretty much where corporations are headed. But I feel like as humans, we still have a voice to fight back.
3: Well, that's what Mark was telling me. My husband and I were talking about it because I am very anti-technology in schools. I wish that we could go back to books with a pencil mm and notebooks and things like that. You know, my sons have iPads and Chromebooks. And it's over for that, Carolina. It it is is over. over It's a wrap. But you know what? It isn't though. So my kids, every time they come home, I'm trying to fight the good fight to keep them off the screen. So what's the first thing that they do? Mom, I have homework. They open up their iPad from school or they open up their Chromebook from school. Everything is on the Google Classroom. And in my mind, I'm thinking, why can't we just get a sheet of paper that says what the requirements are for your assignments today? This is the... This is the move that we're making, right? And so my husband and I were having a conversation about it. And I said to Mark, I said, this is really counterproductive for me because when the kids come home, they've been on these screens basically all day. And then they come home and I'm trying to keep them off the screens, but the first thing that they do is they get on the screens, right? I just, I feel like there's no balance. I think that we are all becoming so tech-driven and and tech-addicted that this is not going to be good for this next generation of people or, or, you know, even, even the generation that comes after it. I do understand it's innovative. It's exciting. We have to evolve. But then there's a certain part of me that thinks, I think that we are biting off more than we can chew. There was an article in the New York Times about a guy that was chatting with the AI robot and the robot mm-hmm. basically was saying, did you read this article, honey? I'm going to send it to you. This guy was scared after he got off of this chat with this um, this robot. It said, I want to get out of here. I-, I-, I feel like I love you. I swear it was stop, having emotions Carolina, Stop, Carolina, no, stop. No miento. I'm telling you, that's what I... So when people think, oh, what's the big deal? we're going to need to to have more technology. We're going to need to do this. What we're doing is we are eliminating work. We are elim- well, I'm going to I'm going to bring up one thing. Um mm-hmm. the postal service, right? You know your postal carrier comes every single day, they leave something in your mailbox. Um now they are trying to test these robots. Come on.
2: I've seen that like when they be like, "Oh, do you want a robot to bring your package from Target?" I don't think that's ever going to be a thing, Carolina, where we're surrounded by robots. I saw this show called Better Than Us on Netflix, and it's like you were able to buy a robot to be part of your family. That was kind of scary. And then the main character, Robot, then she started developing feelings for the family, and it gets kind of spicy. You got to watch See, it and you have a chance. that's
3: some, that's some Jetsons-ish. Now, I'm going to ask you again, honey, when's the last time you were in Vegas?
2: Um, A couple of years ago, probably like four or five Husband? years ago.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah be pre-pandemic. I haven't been in a while. My girlfriend went for a conference and she stayed, I think, Oh my gosh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was the Aria hotel. Oh, she got money. <laughs> Her company money. She was like, Hey girl, do you want to um, come with me? And you know, uh, I'm going to go to Vegas and do this and that and everything. And I said, Oh no, babe, I can't, I, you know, I'm working. She was like, girl, when you order room service, Mm. it isn't even a person anymore. It is a machine that keeps your food hot. It is in a little container. The machine goes to the elevator on its own, gets on that elevator, gets out on your floor and brings you your food. Again, don't quote me on the hotel. I'll have to ask her again, which one it was, but I said, you mean to tell me You did not interact with a person. She said, no, whoever it is that's working, you know, in the hospitality, like in the food department, they program these machines. Robo
2: butlers. (laughs) They
3: are robo
2: butlers. I, I don't know. That's different. So she opened the door and there was like
3: a robot with her food. Yeah. Yes. And then it comes in. It opens its drawer. The food is there. You get your food out. You close the drawer. And it goes right back out. Like out the door and in an elevator, this is out the door. It knows where to go. And that's what I'm saying though. It's like, that's a job that could be filled by anyone. If you think about it. And now we're eliminating that job. And somebody is now out of a job because that robot has the ability and the capacity to deliver more meals. Do you know that, that robot doesn't need a break. Doesn't need a lunch hour. That. Is
2: something that is very true. It's not it's you could work this robot to
3: death. That robot doesn't need a, a union, it does you know what I mean? Like these are all things this that robot are not, not gonna be tired, about. talk about
2: hungry, talk about I gotta get my bunions operated on tomorrow, I'll be back in
3: three months. I know what you're saying. Absolutely, and you know what, we're gonna dive into this more um, right after we take a break.
5: Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: But you know, there are certain jobs, Carolina, that are definitely in danger At number one is anything that is a repetitive task, anything that, you know, doesn't require a brain per se, not meaning to be offensive, but Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. of the data entry, those jobs are going to be gone. Those jobs are going to belong to AI. Also assembly line work. I always see video of like robots doing assembly line work. Those jobs are definitely in danger.
3: Well, you know the thing that I think that was very concerning to me was when I started hearing about the potential for educators to begin using these because I just think that we are so disconnected as a society already. I think the pandemic had a lot to do with it. We talked about this before, honey, where it's like, you know, people are lonely. They've they've stopped interacting with people. You know, there's not that human connection that we had before. And I think that it got worse obviously throughout the pandemic and now We're coming out of it. People are like, we outside. Yes, we are outside. But now (laughs) these companies who have taken a hit throughout the past four, five years are now looking to streamline or they're looking for ways that they can keep their money, but also keep delivering whatever it is that, you know, their their company offers. And so I understand it from a business perspective, but from a human perspective, I think it's really concerning. Like, are you going to have a robot when your kid says that they have a, you know, a, a rumbly tummy or their throat isn't feeling well? Like how would a child or even a young adult be able to express that? You know what I mean? I think that there is just, there's something here about it that is just not right to me. I
2: want you to watch that show better than us because the robot, the main character, Arisa, she tried to steal the whole family. She used to take care of the kids, Carolina, like better than the mom. Like she was making the mom look crazy out here. What? Yes, it's a Russian show, but it's it. I loved it. I watched it a couple of months ago, but I, it, it came to mind. But also in that same show, there was the anti AI people, which are revolting. They were killing the robots. They were letting the government know we're not here for it. They're taking our jobs. We don't want it. So it is a big divide when it comes to AI, and I think. Well, I think it it can be helpful. That's the weird part because I'm here for it, you know, answering questions, you know, summarizing a document for me, you know, even though it's not always right, Carolina, because I sent you, I asked uh, Chad GPT, who I was, girl, they, Mm -hmm. they gave me a whole nother job. (laughs) They said said I was working in in Latin radio for like five years. They said I was born in the Bronx. So it's not really that reliable because it doesn't know what's true. It just picks up little bits and pieces from the internet. So you're still going to need a human. You're still going to need a human.
3: Babe, it's in its infancy right now. And Carolina's like, it's coming, bitch. I'm telling <laughs> g- no, I'm serious. And I don't want to be one of those people that, because then in I guess after a while, when you become used to it, I would be one of the naysayers, right? But they're perfecting it. Now chat GPT, like they've already done an update for it. I mean, there are things that are happening behind the scenes that we are unaware of that we really need to wake up and think about. Like, for example, I was reading something where it said that farmers, farmers could actually really benefit from ai and i think that's true you know if you look at what is going on around the world let's say okay there are a ton of farmers and and by the way the only reason why i know this is because there's a show on tv called farmer wants a wife and we were talking <laughs> about it and and i started to do a deep dive into this but Who wants to be a farmer anymore, honey? Unless it's something that was passed down for generations in your family. And even then, a lot of people have been walking away from the industry because they just it's not sustainable they don't have the ability to keep it up anymore so that's an instance where people say wow ai could really help you know you could get these machines out there and they could do the work where people were laboring before and you just can't get people to do it okay so that yes beneficial wonderful no carolina we can't have ai help the farmers a lot of
2: latinos that migrate that's where they start we need these jobs for our latinos okay Well, no, I, no AI for the farmers,
3: (laughs) but that's where, where do we draw the line? Oh, and then, you know, Disney plus, I don't know if you've seen this. My kids watch Disney plus all the Mm -hmm. time and um, there's a kid's movie. It's called Ron's gone wrong. And it's about this robot. The robot catches feelings. It doesn't follow the algorithm that was set up. This is kind of similar to that article that I was telling you about where, the developer or i'm sorry it was i forget if it was the interviewer yeah the interviewer was chatting with the robot and and even he said it started to freak him out a little bit because these ai programs and these robots are not supposed to catch feelings or develop feelings or understand sensitivity and and all of these human emotions and even he was taken aback after it and said i i really think that we need to take a step back and uh, we may be playing with fire we out here getting creepy
2: experiences
3: with ais imagine we start dating these mother Well, wasn't there that movie, remember, with like, I think it was Ryan Gosling or something. Was it Ryan Gosling that fell in love with like, it was like a doll or something. Oh my gosh, why is it escaping me right now? This happens to us all the time when we're talking. But that is what we are looking at, where we are going to be going in this direction. And now, let's be honest here. There are a lot of people who are addicted to, you know, porn and, you know, talking in chat rooms and uh, OnlyFans and things like that. Okay, This is just, it was Lars and the real girl. Yes. Yes. That was it. If you never saw that movie. oh, Oh, wow. What is this? Let me see. Yes. This is, this is the type of stuff that I'm talking about. And I've already said, it is so hard for people to connect on a human level right now. And This is the wave that is going to be happening if we don't all stop and think about what the future could be. I know people are probably disagreeing with me right now. You guys probably think I'm crazy, but I just, I'm not here for it.
2: I'm not here for people dating anything that's not a human. I'm looking at this movie poster for Lars and the Real Girl. This looks creepy as hell, Carolina. <laughs> I know.
1: It's and, a creepy movie. And sometimes
2: I watch I watched something on Netflix where they create like these sex dolls for people that cost like $15,000, $20,000. That's not normal. And I'm not here for y'all using AI to replace human interaction or human sex because now I'm just slightly disgusted.
3: Well, I'm telling you, I think that this is one of those things where, yes, like, oh, it's great. It helps me because I don't have time to do a post on social media right now. Or Yeah, like it'll come know? up with a million captions. Carolina,
2: companies use this. They enter what they're doing. We're giving away, you know, scarves at 3 p.m. Boom, mm-hmm. enter it there. It'll give you like 20 different captions. And if you're someone that's into, let's say, social media, digital marketing or anything like that, it can be a tool that you can use. But. Then again, the people that used to write the captions are going to be out of a job. So I'm just conflicted. I love it for me, but I don't mm-hmm. love what it can do for others.
3: I don't like it. Well, Carolina's <laughs> like, listen,
2: I don't like that shit at all. Eso
3: no me gusta. Um, I'm singing for you guys today because I really don't like it. But wait, you want to hear how paranoid I was? My friend told me, he was like, just put, put, just... Give your, I didn't even put my information in. I did not go past the first thing where it says log in, sign in, like sign up. No, don't like, sign up. That shit free. I said, nope, not me. I am not trying to do this. I don't want them to have my information. I don't think any of this is gonna be good for me. But look, you know what? I think that for, you work on the digital side of things and you've always been way more advanced than than I am. Um, I, I think that perhaps- We're looking at it just from our perspective.
2: Yeah, for sure. Because I can understand you wanting your kids' teachers to still use a pen and paper. I can understand you wanting them to write, you know what I'm saying? Not use an iPad.
3: I brought up this point many times before on this podcast, and it's a real fact that there are schools in Silicon Valley that do not use any type of technology like that where they have gone back because the programmers and the people who are creating these things know the damage that it can do to a child. They know the damage, but yet they're putting it out to the masses. And and that's something where I feel like, do I want my kid to be the only one who doesn't know how to use this stuff? No. But do I want there to be a balance? Absolutely. You know, that's where Mark, My husband was trying to reason with me. He said, look, this is the way of the world. You have to evolve. How do you think that people lived in the industrial revolution? They were like machines, machines are going to take over. So I do get it. I get that I'm a little bit old fashioned. I may be stuck in the past or I may be hanging on to the past. But I also think that like, once we dive head into these things, you truly just don't know where it could end up. That's
2: a fact. But I could tell you this much, Carolina. AI will never have emotional intelligence. That's something we possess. So creativity, critical thinking, I guess we all have to bring that to the forefront. And always in our employment or wherever our bosses are, we have to let them know, listen, AI can't do what I do. You can try, but it can't.
3: No, it certainly can't. And I don't think AI understands waking up at 3.30 in the morning to do a show and connecting with people on a daily basis. It's just not the same. AI can't take no phone calls.
2: (laughs) Can't speak to your listeners, I'll tell you that
3: much. It can't. No, you know what, we're going to take a break and then when we come back, we'll head to the salon. Well, honey, you know, we agreed to disagree and that's okay. I still love you, but now let's go to the salon and I'm going to let you take this one over because I want to hear what you have to say about our friend Cordelia.
2: Okay. Here's what Cordelia, I want to call her Cordelia. Cordelia says a long time listener since season one. I hope this letter finds you well. I don't know why that makes me feel like Cordelia is locked up or something. (laughs) It says, I need advice on a matter that has been weighing heavily on my mind. I have been wanting to have a baby for quite some time now, and I have made it clear to my husband. But unfortunately, after some deep discussion that started while we were isolated during COVID, he does not share the same desire. Hmm. Mm -hmm. She continues to say, this has created a lot of tension and uncertainty in our relationship, and I am not sure what to do next. On one hand, I love my husband and want to stay with him. But on the other hand, I feel like I might not regret having a child in the future. Please help. I would really appreciate any advice you can offer on how to navigate this situation. Sinceramente, Cordelia.
3: Mm, wow. This is a big one. Um, do you want to go first or do you want me to kind mm. of dive into it? You can dive into it. Oh, my heart hurts for you. Um I think these are conversations, unfortunately, that needed to be had at the beginning of your relationship. And I know that you guys have been together and you've said that you've wanted a baby for some time now, and you've been clearly communicating that. But when somebody does not share that same desire, I feel like you're really, really walking a fine line there. And I, I won't say that You should end your relationship because you want to have a baby. But I think that you guys need to do some really deep, deep digging together in therapy to discuss this because you never want to bring a baby or a child into the world when the two people who are going to be responsible for caring and nurturing and bringing up the baby are not in alignment. This whole thing, and I understand the yearning and the wanting to have a child. And I think it's so special. But if your partner doesn't want that same thing, I think you really, really need to have a serious talk with each other and see where the rest of your relationship stands. I want to know how
2: old she is. I really, really wish I knew how old she was. Because she told me she's in her 20s. i be like, girl, give us some time. Enjoy your husband. Enjoy your life. Be a little freaky. Have a threesome. Travel a little. Just give us some time. Give (laughs) us some time. Just enjoy your partner right now. And maybe, you know, people are still having kids in their 40s, even in their 50s with IVF and stuff like that. So if you love your husband and it just feels perfect, don't throw away the whole entire marriage because at this moment, he does not want a child you never know, things might change. When I met my husband, he ain't never getting married, he never wanted a child, and then later on, things changed because he mm-hmm. changed as a man. So mm-hmm. if you really if you feel like this is your soulmate, you have to wait. Is my soulmate more important than having a child? Like, do you want to be a mom? Or are you okay with just live? I love my life. I it's me and my husband. We don't have kids, and Carolina. I don't be like, oh, I miss kids. You can't miss what you never had. And, you know, Mm. having kids is important. For some women, it just feels like you're not complete if you don't have a child. But I'm here to tell you, your marriage can feel like a family. If that is your soulmate and you love and adore this person and he loves and adores you back, don't lose that because of your desire to have a kid. It should be about, I want to have, I don't know. Happiness for the rest of my life, because I know people that have been divorced, Carolina, once, twice, three times. They never find love again. If this your guy don't mess it up, give it a
3: little bit of time. He might come around. Well, you know, and there are couples who have spoken about being childless, like just, I feel like it was a couple of months ago where Seth Rogen was very vocal about how he and his wife decided that they were just never going to have children. I but saw they that decided it. He they... said that like, he
2: was more successful because he didn't have children, something to that
3: effect. Right. Right. Well, and also just that their lifestyle, the way they like to live they he, and, and look, That's me, me, girl. I want to be be able to
2: pick up and go to Miami for a month. I don't got to worry about my kid being in school. Talk about he in second grade. We can't travel till this kid is on vacation. I want to go where I want to go when I want to go, Carolina. And I be like, thank God I don't have no kids. Well, I no. And I think that's a beautiful
3: thing for you. You know, for me, it sounds like I think that there is that deep desire for her to have a child. Oh, yeah.
2: She wants a child for sure. Yeah.
3: So I'm not saying end the relationship, trash it, like whatever. No, not at all. What I'm saying is try to get to a place where, because she said there's a lot of tension and you know what? It's just so uncomfortable when you and your partner aren't aligned, like where things are, you know, you're Rocky. It seems like everything is just setting you both off when you guys aren't in sync. And so I think that you guys need to strip all of it away and say, Hey, let's not talk about the baby or wanting to have babies at all. Let's talk about our relationship and our future and where we see ourselves in 10, 20, 30 years. You know, and and if a child or having a family isn't a part of that vision and it's something that you truly do want and you're going to fight for, you guys are going to have to discuss your deal breakers because a husband, you've already been you're married, you know, obviously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like this Potentially should have been discussed prior to being married, but now you're in it. So now you guys have to do the work, unfortunately, you know, so I wish you guys nothing but the best. And listen to what honey said for some couples. It really is, you know, a great thing when you guys can be on the same page about having a family or not having a family, there are benefits to having children and there are benefits to not having children, you know, but you guys are going to have to explore that together. Carolina, you know what my mom told me?
2: What? What? She said, you want to know what my deepest regret in life is? And I said, what? And she said, having children.
3: Stop it. No, she did not. Oh, my gosh. Honey, German, no. Carolina. <laughs> yes. I she told know. me. She said, I didn't what?
2: pursue my dreams. I was I was never able to do what I wanted to do. I was not able to travel the world. She said, you made a good decision by not having kids because that's my biggest regret in life. I was like, mm, interesting. Sips coffee. This lady is ruthless, motherfucker
3: wait no and honey i don't and she had five of us
2: and she regrets all five i guess she needs to stop no your mom i I regret having this one I want to having, we gotta bring, I bring my mom on one day so we can ask her some questions, Carolyn, I want to
3: take her on Ayala.
2: I want to get deep in it. I want to understand girl, what's going first on. First of there. all, did you see Ayala talking about she could live a polyamorous life? Oh, girl, this could go a whole other direction. This could I'm, go a whole other direction. We could direction, wrap it. Let's just wrap this go, up.
3: We got to wrap it up. No, after that, there that was a mic drop. I can't even... I have nothing. I got nothing after that. But listen, <laughs> we wish you nothing but the best. And hopefully, if you guys, um, you know... Can write into the salon and let us know if you guys are going through something we can help you guys out. But thank you so so much for joining us for another week of Life in Spanglish. Subscribe
2: wherever you listen to your podcast, preferably iHeartRadio. Give us five stars and drop your reviews because I'm always in there on the back end reading and seeing what y'all got to say.
3: Yeah, pretty soon it'll be a robot. So oh, um, honey, never honey's gonna give no it robot over to a robot to Yes, you will. <laughs> Have a great one, guys. We love you.
2: Life in Spanglish is a production of Life in Spanglish Productions in partnership with iHeart's My Cultura Podcast Network.
1: Hello!